Welcome to Jammin' with Jason Mefford, a show where we discuss topics relevant to chief audit executives and professionals in audit, risk, and compliance. We discuss the technical and soft skills needed to navigate the minefields of organizations. You hear best practices and practical advice for helping you advance your career, and we'll even talk about music, mindfulness, and psychology, because we can. So sit back and relax while you listen to the number one podcast in the world for internal auditors, unscripted and unedited. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason, and uh, welcome back, my friends. I am glad to be with you again uh, this week. Now, some of you may have taken uh, some offense at the title of this week's episode, which is why most auditors are not trusted advisors. So let me uh, get in and talk a little bit about that because what I want to do is go through and share with you uh, kind of a, a model that I've been developing uh, to help explain better to auditors, uh, maybe why they're so frustrated, why they're feeling ignored, uh, and not really feeling like they are accepted as a trusted advisor in their organization. Because there's some different reasons for this and what you're going to find as you listen today. Uh, and like I said, I'm preparing another resource that I'll actually be um, sending out or sharing with the world here in another month or two as I'm, I'm finishing to develop it. Um, but I, I think, again, one of the reasons why you're feeling frustrated and ignored is you're not actually viewed as a trusted advisor by others in your organization. Now, I know uh, we all have this aspiration that, well, of course, we're internal audit, we're providing insight, and we're doing all these things. And you know, you hear the profession uh, talk about all of these aspirations about how we should be viewed, uh, you know, the kind of resources that we should get, who we should report to, and all of those things are aspirational. Now, some people, they actually have that going on in their organization. But what I find from talking to lots of auditors all over the world and working with chief audit executives and coaching them is most people don't feel that way. They feel frustrated, they feel ignored, and there's some reasons why. And actually the way to fix that is usually different than most people are telling you. So if you continue to do the things that everybody else is telling you that you need to do in order to become a trusted advisor, chances are you're going to continue to stay frustrated and ignored. So what's the difference? That's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to share with you a little bit uh, kind of about the thought process here. And uh, like I said, this has come from me working uh, years, you know, uh, decades technically in my in my personal career, um, but also helping and working with people in internal audit and chief audit executives over the years. So I'm going to go through and talk about that and kind of explain and give you a different way to look at this. Uh, and like I said, this is kind of a precursor for more that is to come. Uh, because I'm actually going to be developing a whole resource that you can get more information on this. Uh, but I wanted to get this information out to you uh, today. 
So, um, so we'll talk about that, kind of what some of the thoughts are around that and what you need to do. But I'm also going to give you some questions to ask yourself uh, for you to start kind of assessing where you are at and maybe some of the things that you need to do to improve that and move closer towards uh, trusted advisor status. Now, if, uh, if you're in your car driving or you're out, you know, exercising, uh, then don't worry about it. Come back and maybe listen to this episode again, because uh, this is one that probably would be good for you to listen to twice. Uh, but if you're in your office or you're in a place where you actually have access to a pen and paper, uh, this is probably a good episode for you to take some notes on. Uh, because again, I know this is in an audio uh, format, but I'm going to try to explain and share with you kind of some pictures that you can take a note, take notes on and actually write down um, a two by two matrix that we're going to walk through uh, and put some uh, words in some of the different buckets to help you understand this concept. Okay, so the first thing is that as we get in it, you know, again, there is this desire uh, for our profession to be seen as a profession and for us to provide value, right, as a trusted advisor to our organizations. So why is it that often we are not viewed that way by others? And so what I want you to do is if you're taking notes with this, I want you to go ahead and draw out a two by two matrix. Okay, so, so two along the horizontal, two along the vertical axis. Now, what I'm, gonna, what I'm gonna talk about now is just kind of walking you through and we're going to kind of build this little bit of a model, uh, like I said, that I'm developing and will be issued here in a little while. So the words may change and uh, obviously some of the details and everything will be different when you see this uh, resource in the future. Um, but I just wanna talk through with you today. Now, if you look at or think about this matrix, in the bottom left quadrant, right? Uh, write the word ignored. So um, I know a lot of people end up feeling ignored. And that's kind of this bottom lower uh, left quadrant. Uh, and I'm going to explain why you may feel frustrated. Okay, in the, in the box to the right of that, so the lower but to, but to the right, right, popular. Okay, so we've got ignored and we've got popular. Now across the top, the two matrix or the, the, the two boxes on the top, um, above the word ignored, I want you to write the word frustrated. Okay, so that's, that's to the left and up is frustrated. And up and to the right is where you will, will put in trusted advisor. So our goal is ultimately to get to that trusted advisor sta status up in the upper right corner, right? Where we, where we really want to try to get to. But as you think about it, we all end up usually falling into one of these four quadrants. So one of the first questions for you to think about is, well, do you feel frustrated? Do you feel ignored? Do you feel kind of like you're popular? And that's, it's a word, the, the word popular means people like you, they're, they're friendly with you, they invite you to things, uh, but maybe they don't necessarily think you know what you're talking about, 
okay? And then obviously the trusted advisor status. So now you've got this box, it's got frustrated, trusted advisor, ignored and popular on it. So what are the things that help you move from either being frustrated, ignored or popular to the trusted advisor? This is where we're gonna add in what each of those matrix or what each of those axis means, right? So the X axis is the horizontal and the Y axis is the vertical. So let's talk first about the vertical uh, axis. So there you can write down um, uh, some different words and I'm gonna try to explain what this means, but effectively your vertical axis is your technical skills, okay? So it's technical skills on the vertical axis. And so that can be your experience. You know, the experience that you've had, you've worked for years as an auditor, you've gained technical expertise, you have knowledge, maybe you have certifications, uh, you've gone through, you understand how to be an auditor. Okay, and so that's why if you think about the vertical axis, if you don't have good technical skills, people are probably going to ignore you. If you have really good technical skills, you're probably going to feel more frustrated if people are not doing or kind of responding to what you want, would like them to do, because you see this, but they don't see this. They don't understand the value that you can provide based on your technical expertise that you have. Okay, so now on the horizontal axis, this is where I want you to write soft skills. Okay, so we've got technical skills on the vertical, we've got soft skills on the horizontal. Now soft skills are going to be these things around influence, and you've heard me talk a lot about influence because I think this is so important for us and actually learning how to influence people the right way. But it can also be other things like insight or the impact that we're actually making in the organization or some other words that you can think about this. So in order for you to be a trusted advisor, you need to have both the technical and the soft skills, which means you have to know what you're talking about and that's, you know, again, it could be certifications, it could be experience, other, other things like that, but that you actually understand how to audit. But even more from a technical perspective, you don't just know how to audit, but you understand some of these other technical areas and maybe things that relate to your business, right? So other areas like you understand IT, you have a basic understanding of IT or maybe even intermediate. I mean, the further up you go in the organization, you understand risk management, uh, you understand operations, you understand finance, right? Depending on what it is that you're actually doing. So if you think about it, right, a lot of those technical skills are the things as an example that we see as topics on the certified internal auditor exams, okay? Those are technical topic areas that you're tested on in order to get your CIA certification. Now, I help people pass the CIA exam all the time, helping to teach them some of those technical skills, right? And so, you know, again, one of the reasons why sometimes we feel frustrated is as we go through and we are developing our technical skills, 
we go through, we get certified, we have the experience, we've done all these different things, but again, other people don't really recognize that. So as you develop your technical skills, that's good, but that by itself will not help other people see you as a trusted advisor. And so again, one of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is, I wanna be a trusted advisor, I wanna be a trusted advisor, how am I gonna do that? I'm gonna increase my technical skills. I'm gonna get more technical skills, I'm gonna go back to school, I'm gonna get an extra degree, I'm going to get an extra certification, I'm going to, going to, going to, going to. And the full focus of that is on improving their technical skills. So that's why you can see that if you don't have technical skills, you're probably gonna be ignored because people don't think you have any idea what you're talking about to begin with. But if you only are focusing on your technical skills, again, you're not going to be interacting with the others in the organization uh, the way that you should from a soft skill perspective. You're not gonna be using some of those influence techniques. And so the more experience and, that, that you have and the more technical you become, the more frustrated you are because you understand, you know from a technical perspective what needs to happen, but other people in the organization are not helping you get it or they're not seeing the value of it. And so that's why you feel frustrated because you're only focusing on the technical. Now, if we talk about the influence, the impact, the soft skills on the bottom, what are some of those things that we're talking about? Those are gonna be things like your communication skills. Now, again, sometimes people think, well, communication skills, we teach that in the CIA exam and everything else. Those are technical skills as well, like grammar and other things like that. Well, okay, yeah, part of that is probably technical, but how you communicate is more the soft skill, right? Because there's different ways to deliver the same message. And if you're only trying to do it from a technical perspective, like, hey, I went and took a uh, you know, audit report writing course and the instructor told me step one, two, three, four, five that I need to do. And as long as I do one, two, three, four, five, then I'm going to be successful all the time. <clears throat> that isn't the case because you're communicating with different people all the time. And so the way you would communicate with one person uh, may work, but if you try to communicate the same way with a different person, you may fall flat on your face because that is not how you need to communicate with them. So that's why, you know, some of these things like emotional intelligence, um, influence, those things are important so that you can actually understand psychology, use psychology communication skills to be able to help you in influencing other people. So if we go back to our matrix and look at it, and I said, again, I've got this, this one, the bottom right one is called popular, at least for now, because that's the word I came up with today as I'm recording this. Those are auditors that people like. They're friendly, right? People like them. They like to hang out with them. Uh, they're, 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 they're good communicators, but maybe they're not that technical. And so again, people like you, you're popular, but they don't really think you know what you're talking about, okay? They like being around you, you're fun to be around, you can communicate well, you know, it, it's, it's almost like kind of the slick politician, right? 
perfect hair. Everybody loves them. They shake hands and, and everybody feels great. But then you, you walk away kind of realizing a lot of times there's no substance or they really have no idea what they're really talking about. They're telling you what you, what they think you want them to hear and they don't really stand for anything. They don't have the technical expertise. They're telling you they can do things, but then they can't actually deliver on it. That's the kind of, of what we have down there in that quadrant. So again, it's people with great communication skills, let's say, but they don't actually have the technical skills or understanding and people catch that pretty quick, right? You can start talking to somebody and all of a sudden the BS meter comes out and people are like, all right, you're a nice, you're a nice person, but you really don't know what you're talking about because you don't understand my business. Now, that, that is a term, <coughs> excuse me, you don't understand my business, okay? If you're hearing, you don't understand my business, you're probably either in the ignored or the popular box because your technical skills and understanding of their business, of understanding their business is not there and they can tell. They know that you don't understand their business. You may be a great auditor, but if you don't understand their business, they're not gonna give you the credit for those technical skills. So that's why I said, again, the technical skills is both how to audit, but also some of these other areas around your business, your industry, uh, you know, other parts of the business like IT, risk management, some of those other things, okay? So how do we end up getting to the trusted advisor status? Well, you have to figure out where are you at right now and figure out which of these four boxes are you in, okay? And then you can start to make a plan for how to move to that upper right quadrant where it's trusted advisor status. So if you're down in the popular area, people like you, you're a good communicator, but they really don't probably trust you or think that you understand the business or understand how to audit. Okay, now you know you're good on the soft skills, you've got to develop more technical skills. If you find yourself, you know, either being in, in that ignored area, right, down in the bottom left quadrant, that means you need to work on both. You've got to work both on your soft skills and on your technical skills. If you're up in the frustrated area, so you're very good technically, but you're just not getting stuff done, you're frustrated, in order to move over to trusted advisor status, you've got to work on your soft skills, okay? And again, the soft skills are one of those areas that we don't spend enough time working on. We spend lots and lots of time, hours, years, developing our technical skills, but most people ignore the soft skills or they lie to themselves and think, well, I'm a good communicator when they have trouble communicating with other people. Okay, so that's kind of the matrix side of it. How you can look at and determine where are you at? And like I said, the title of this is why most auditors are not trusted advisors. I would say that probably at least 80% of the auditors out there do not fall into the trusted advisor status. They're in one of these other three buckets. So chances are there's things that you can do to improve. You just gotta first stop and be honest with yourself and then figure out a game plan for how you can move forward. 
So let me now give you, uh, you know, some, some different questions that you can ask yourself, right? Because these are some of the kind of questions that I would use when I'm coaching a, a chief audit executive as an example, um, or some of the concepts that we talk about uh, in the chief audit executive forum. You know, a group of just chief audit executives where we're working actually to help them uh, improve their executive presence and move them to trusted advisor status. So we're talking about some of these things that need to be there. We're sharing experiences with each other on, you know, what's worked, what hasn't worked, uh, so that people can, because again, the goal is to move you, improve your executive presence and get you to that trusted advisor status if you're chief audit executive, right? So here's some of the questions that you can go through and actually kind of think about to determine where are you at kind of right now in this process. And again, this whole thing is a process. You are moving fo either forward or backwards in your career by how what you are choosing to do and where you're choosing to invest your time and your money, okay? So one of the questions you can ask is, is management coming to you to ask for help? Okay, we are usually the one going to management and saying, hey, you know, we're auditing your area now, okay? But are, is management actually coming to you and asking for help? If they're not coming to you and asking for help, they don't view you as a trusted advisor, okay? If they are regularly coming to you, you know, if you send a message to the CEO and say, you know, hey, there's something we need to talk about, and then literally like 15 or 20 minutes later, the CEO is knocking on your door because they came down from their office and are like, hey, Jason, what's going on? What do you need? What do you need? That shows that for that person, you have that trusted advisor status, right? If you send them an email, they ignore you, they ignore you, they ignore you. They don't think you're a trusted advisor. So there's something that you need to work on. Another one you can look at, right? Are you receiving the support and the budget that you need? Now, again, there's, there's finite resources. Every organization has to decide where to spend their money. But if you're always finding that you're fighting for everything that you have to do in your budget and, and you're just not getting what you need, you know, your company's not giving you a training budget to be able to get trained. They're not, you know, doing whatever, right? And, and it feels like you're always fighting for everything that you get. Chances are they don't view you as a trusted advisor who is providing an impact to the organization. If they did, they would invest in you and in your department more because they can see a return. And so if they're not seeing a return, they don't think you're having the impact that you necessarily, you, you become a necessary evil. Oh, we have to have an internal audit group. So there we go, let's pay them as little as we have to, limit the amount of investment because we know we're not really getting any value, but we have to tell people we have an audit group, okay? If you're going through that kind of thing and having to fight for everything, you're probably not in that trusted advisor status. Okay, next one. Is management pushing back on many of your recommendations? So as you go out or you do an audit, you know, and again, depending on what you call them, recommendations, issues, findings, whatever, 
that end up coming out of your audit report. Is management, are they taking those and then like quickly implementing them and saying, oh my gosh, Jason, thank you. Uh, we didn't even see that coming. Uh, or are they pushing back on all the things? Oh, we really don't need to do that. Or they're being passive aggressive. Oh, yep, we'll get to that, right? And, and they, they tell you all the things that you want to hear. You go away. You come back to follow up six months or a year later, and they've done nothing. They just effectively ignored you. So ask yourself that question as well. If they're pushing back significantly on many of your recommendations, they probably don't think that you're providing value and insight to the organization. They don't see you as a trusted advisor. Okay, so that's some of the information today. Now, I know again, right, um, some of you might take offense like, well, why are most auditors not trusted advisors? What do you mean, Jason? This is what we're trying to do. This is what we're trying to do. What I'm trying to give you are some practical things to help you actually move to that status. If you continue to do what most people are telling you to do for increasing your technical skills, you're never going to get to trusted advisor status. And I talk to people all the time that are very frustrated and they can't figure out what is going on. And the reason is they've spent all their time on their technical skills and very, very little, if any, on their soft skills. And as a result, they will never get to trusted advisor status. The same thing, if you're great in the soft skills, but you don't have the technical skills to back it up, you're never gonna get to the trusted advisor status either. Now, I know that seems a little doom and gloom and I don't wanna end you that way, but I'm the kind of person that will say the things you need to hear instead of the things you want to hear. Because my goal is to actually help you improve. I want internal auditors to get to the trusted advisor status. I want chief audit executives to really be seen as a C-level executive in organizations. Not somebody who's frustrated, somebody who's ignored, but somebody who is a valuable part of the executive team that has that executive presence and is seen as a trusted advisor. And the reason I'm telling you this is because to get there, you're gonna have to do some things different than most people are telling you. And that's just the reality. Now, here's the good news, is once you know where you are and where you want to go, it's easy to make a plan and figure out how to get there, right? So if you need help on the technical skills, there's trainings that you can go to. If you need help on the soft skills, you know, there's some trainings you can go to, but honestly, a lot of the soft skills are developed through other higher level programs, things like the Chief Audit Executive Forum, where you're actually, uh, you know, practicing and working one-on-one -on -one sometimes with people uh, to be able to help you get to that point. It's, it's understanding the psychology and everything else that goes in it. So if you know where you are, and if you're honest about, about where you're currently at and where you want to go, you know, again, go back and listen to this again because it's going to give you a little pathway for you to know what you need to improve on to be able to ultimately get to trusted advisor status. 
So again, even though, like I said, I'm seeing that most auditors are not viewed as trusted advisors, I want you to be a trusted advisor. I want you to get to that point. And here's kind of a pathway forward, or at least a little jarring of you to kind of wake up a little bit and think about what you really need to do uh, to improve. Now I know a 20, 30 minute podcast doesn't give you all the answers. And so again, that's why I'm coming up with some resources that we're working on right now uh, that will be able, that I'm gonna share out with people as well uh, so that you can actually have more tangible, practical things to do uh, and really kind of walk through and know how to do that. Um, so those are coming, so hold on to that. <laughs> Uh, that, that is coming. Um, or if you're at the chief audit executive level and you're ready to make that next investment and kind of move forward and realize, hey, I do have some work that I need to do and I need the help of other people. That's what the chief audit executive forum is about. Um, and actually currently at this time, uh, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, um, but uh, open enrollment is, is now for new members coming into the Chief Audit Executive Forum. We only let new members in a few times a year, uh, but enrollment uh, or we're accepting applications uh, for membership. So it's a whole application and interview process, but we're accepting applications right now through uh, Friday, September 13th. So if you're listening to this before Friday, September 13th, make sure and check the show notes below because I'll, I'll leave a link uh, for those of you that are interested in that. So you can go out, check it out and put in your application before the 13th. If not, there's a, there's a way to get on the waiting list. So next time we open it up, uh, you'll know about it and I'll let you know. Um, but this current open enrollment period closes on Friday, the 13th of September. So with that, my friends, uh, Let's go out and start doing what we need to do, do the hard work and, and really move ourselves forward to becoming a trusted advisor in your organization. I cannot tell you how satisfying it is uh, to feel like we are really providing value to our organizations and, and get that acknowledgement from other people. And I want that for all of you. So go out there and keep on rocking the audit world. And I will catch you on the next episode of Jammin' with Jason. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll catch you later on the next show. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy at ondemand.criskacademy.com. And that's C as in the letter C, riskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you also will have access to the video version of today's show. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.